You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 25 of the Fly the W670 Podcast. This one we're calling David Ross and the Bunt. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to our podcast, follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram, fly the W on Facebook, or email us, fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crawley, today's game, Cubs Reds, was uh, postponed because of weather. Hope you're having a uh, good Wednesday otherwise. I can't complain too much. The one thing, though, I, I, I was watching the game yesterday, and as, as it was getting later, I was getting nervous. I thought we were going to have a really red ass Dustin, but uh, luckily, Ooh, things turned, luckily, things turned around. Yeah, I was following on my phone. I wasn't able to watch in real time. I had the DVR fire, fired up so I could go back and see what uh, Hayden looked like. Um, I was following on the app. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, Cubs versus the Reds. Cubs headed to the Great American Ballpark to take on the Reds for their first road trip of the season. And in the first game, Drew Smiley took the ball for the Cubs. Yeah, Drew Smiley versus Connor Overton uh, to open the series, and things looked good right away as Nico and Dansby started the game out with back-to-back singles. Ian Happ struck out, but then Cody Bellinger, Mr. 0-for-11 in the opening series against Milwaukee, unleashes a massive belly bomb, three-run homer, put the Cubs up 3 nothing. I know you had to have been loving that one, Dustin. Absolutely, because we were giving him a little bit of the business on uh... – the show on Monday, he was my most disappointing Cub, most disappointing so far through three whole games. But you got to start somewhere when you got to do twenty hours of uh, twenty-five live hours of radio every week. <laughs> so you're feeling good, right? Three nothing lead, no problem. Absolutely. Drew Smiley takes the no mound, break. right? And first thing he does is walk the very first batter, the speedy Jonathan India, which had me banging my head on the table, like you just Something got staked. We've just three been nothing talking lead. about, right? We were just talking about, hey, you cannot walk the batters. Right, especially after you have a 3 nothing lead. You got it. Your guys got it for you. Go in there and just be aggressive. Um, you know, he gave up. So he walks India, and then he gives up singles to the next four batters, and the game was tied at three. Uh, then in the second, Smiley gave up a single to Jose Barrero. Then TJ Friedel, I thought, had a great series, uh, bunted to Smiley. And for no reason, I don't know if he saw a ghost or what, he threw it to first. There was no one covering, and that would – lead to the Reds adding another run and the Cubs were down four to three. All right. You know, that's not, not, not something you can't come back from at the great American ballpark. We've seen those type of games, right? In the fourth, 
Smiley gives up two quick outs, but gave up a triple. He hits Jonathan India with the pitch and walks Spencer Steer to load the bases until getting Will Myers to pop out and end the threat. So you could just kind of see him struggling and fighting the entire game. But luckily, the Cubs came fighting back in the fifth. Dansby Swanson, he has not cooled down at all. He singled and Ian Happ doubled to put runners at second and third with no outs. Cody Bellinger popped out, but Trey Mancini grounded out, and it was enough to advance to uh, and it was enough to advance to runners, and the game was tied at four. Patrick Wisdom, next batter up, got drilled in the wrist. Keep that in your mind. Ninety-four miles per hour, flush on the wrist. Tough guy stays in the game. Eric Hosmer doubles, and the Cubs now lead six to four. So, all right, Cubs have fought back. Everything's great, but you know that lead is not going to hold in that ballpark. Drew Smiley comes out in the fifth. He gives up a leadoff single to Tyler Stevenson. Kevin Newman flied out. Then Stuart Fairchild was hit by a pitch. Luis Maley popped out for the second out, and you're thinking maybe this guy's, maybe Smiley's going to get out of there. Nope, he gives up a three-run blast to Jason Vossler, who came in as an injury sub, and that put the Reds back up 7-6. to six. A lot of people were not happy. David Ross let him come out for that fifth inning, much less – uh, you know, after he hits the batter and puts two guys on, lets him face another batter. Right. I mean, the, the name of this episode is well named David Ross and the Bunt. It could have been, uh, why did Drew Smiley get to throw 90 pitches? I mean, that could have been the name, another name for this episode. As I don't mind, I don't mind him going back out in the fifth, Crowley. I have no problem with that. He's a veteran. He, he's a crafty kind of guy. But as soon as he gives up the leadoff single, that is it. 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 And then, oh, he owned this guy and he owned that guy is what David Ross tried to say later on the next day. But, uh, boy, that really chapped my ass. For me, it was when he hit Stuart Fairchild, you know, was hit by a pitch, right? So he gives up the single, then he gets the out, and you're like, okay. And then he hits the guy, and you're like, dude, okay, enough. Now you've just put the, you know, tying run at home plate. So that's where it bothered me. So the Cubs are down 7-6, but then – the most frustrating sequence of a very frustrating game happened in the top of the seventh inning. Cody Bellinger walks. Great. Trey Mancini reaches first on catcher's interference. So they kind of lucked out on that because, uh, you know, Mancini hit the ball and it would have been one out with uh, Bellinger at second. But everybody's safe because of catcher's interference. You got runners at first and second. You're down seven to six. Then Patrick Wisdom, who had two home runs the game before, was asked to bunt on a day when you you already got 13 runs and everybody's hitting the crap out of the ball. Okay. So that Dustin to me, you know, uh, luckily David Ross was on 670, the score. Um, he was on with uh, Bernstein and Holmes and that's middays right after you guys. And, and, you know, Lawrence asked him straight up what was going on with that. And I'm glad he did. And we have a clip of that real quick right here. Wisdom bunt. What was, was that on him? Was that something that came from you? And what were the options in that situation as, as you saw them? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was on me. I made that decision as the first and second. He got hit in the wrist the time before. Uh, There's a lot of question marks within that. He was taking some swings in the cage the inning before. Felt like he was good enough to play. Um, but we all know, like, you know, actual game speed, um, contact swings are a little bit different so just being down there one i uh, got contact behind him and, and hosmer and, and uh plenty of matchup stuff behind Wiz. want to get those guys in the scoring position second and third 
got to a three one count, still an advantage count um, for Wiz, you know, uh, and just happened to not execute the bunt. You know, we'll kind of never know how things play out uh, until we get to that. You know, maybe he hits a three run homer if we let him swing away, or maybe he strikes out and um, and we don't get anything. But uh, yeah, man, I think it's like one of those. I'm I've got a lot of question marks about how he feels, uh, trusting the feedback I'm getting from my trainers. Uh, and also trusting the feedback he's telling me of, of how he can perform. What, was there ever a point where you were thinking, you know what, maybe I need to go in a different direction and pinch hit for him? Sure, sure. But when it became – I had that, that, that batter ready, but when it was first and second, nobody out, uh, the obvious play for me with the question marks and um, still wanting to have bat, match up behind him when they brought in San Martin, um, the – easy play for me was to ask him to sacrifice. I knew he could do that. He is a good bunter. I know he didn't get it down, but uh, he's a, a very fundamentally sound player, and um, they just didn't execute. But uh, absolutely, I had uh, a pinch hitter ready. Well, Crowley, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. I, I thought that was a really good explanation. I thought he explained it very well. I feel like he maybe listened to the trainers too much, the trainers told him, hey, he can't swing, but he can stay in there. He could probably lay down a bunt, and it won't hurt him. But the one thing he makes out, he went up there to bunt from the get-go. He wasn't bunting on three and one, right? He was bunting from the start of the at-bat. So that's the part where I say, wait a minute, David. Like You're, you're acting like if I didn't watch the game that you had him decide to bunt at three and one. No, that's not when you decided to have him bunt. You had him going up there bunting from the start and maybe maybe to your point about mancini getting on first base because of catcher's interference and them kind of lucking in to first and second and nobody out i wonder if that played a role in the decision as well because you had first and second and nobody out i i, I don't i don't hate it it just and then the the worst part was in the ninth inning we're going to get to that later wisdom hits a single so like he was able to swing, and that's the part that ends up bothering you later on. I think him singling in the ninth adds a little bit of gasoline on this fire, if you will. I got a lot of questions about it, and I thought it was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen David Ross make, and I'll tell you why. We talked the other day about, you know, sometimes, depending on the situation, you want to bunt. If it's 35 degrees and the wind's blowing in at Wrigley Field and you're facing a stud pitcher, yeah, maybe bunt to advance the runner. But when you got a pitcher that's struggling and all you got a guy that's hot and you got a 3-1 count, okay, maybe you did, Dustin. Maybe you did want to go up there and you wanted to bunt, right? When you get to 3-1, to one, you take the bunt sign off. Take it off and let the guy swing. And if he can't swing, you should have somebody in there that can. If, you're, if he's listening to the trainers and they're saying, well, he can't swing, but he can bunt, then let me ask you a question. Why is Nick Magical on the team? Isn't he Mr. Contact? Well, you heard him say though he's wait. Yes, he is to answer your first question. But you heard, you heard Ross say that he was saving guys for future matchups when they were going to go to the pen. That's what he was doing. I, I I'm looking at this and and you know I, the bench I, I is a problem, Crowley. I, I would like to get into this later on in the podcast. The bench, the bench, the roster construction right now, in my opinion, is a problem and something that needs to be discussed between the two of us. Let's, right. stick to what we're, let's stick to what we're focused in on right now, which is right. this particular at-bat in this particular moment on Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wisdom, this was brought up by Cliff Floyd, who I thought is doing a great job in the postgame with Cole Wright, who's been on the show. But here's the thing. Wisdom has bunted for a hit once in his career, and he has two sack bunts in his career. This is not a bunter, Okay. Either way, what ends up happening is Wisdom bunts it straight to the pitcher. And 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 Cliff brought it up like in, in the postgame too, is that if you take a look where everybody was set up, there just wasn't any – the whole idea was just a bad idea in, my, in general, I, I just thought. And so Eric Hosmer, the next batter, struck out, right? And then you had a pinch hitter for uh, Edwin Rios, uh, catcher Luis Torrens. He walked to load the bases, and then Ross called on his last catcher, Jan Gomes, to pinch hit for the starting catcher, Tucker Barnhart, right? So Gomes strikes out to end the threat, and that, like I said, to me, that was just really, really frustrating all around. Super frustrating, no doubt about it. I mean, it was it was a big, big topic of conversation on the Tuesday Mully and Haw show. There's no doubt about that. Cubs tried to rally one more time in the ninth with two outs. Patrick Wisdom singled. There he is. Apparently he can swing the bat. Um, so he singles. <laughs> Eric Hosmer singled to put the tying run at second. Madrigal is going to pinch run for Hosmer. And then Miles Mastrobuani pinch hit for Luis Torrens. Mastrobuani hit a line drive that had a 600 average on normal. When you talk about the speed and the angle, six out of ten times that's going to be a single. And Jason Bossler, who had the big hit, ends up snagging it to end the game. I, I have no idea what was going on. I, I know Smiley was just bad. He lasted 4.2 innings. He gave up nine hits, seven runs, six earned, two walks, three Ks, and one home run. Keegan, we got to talk about. Keegan Thompson, he saved the bullpen by going 3.1 innings, giving up one hit, no walks, and three Ks. So when you look at Keegan Thompson, and I'm putting up this graphic from Marquee uh, Sports, uh, their Twitter, at Watch Marquee, last 20 relief appearances, 50.2 innings pitch, 57 Ks, 178 ERA. Not too shabby, Dustin. No, not too shabby, and I would have liked him to have gotten three and two-third innings of work and brought him in a little earlier as I was going back. I mean, why would you take – we talked about this on the last podcast – couple of things before we move on. You took Jamison Tyone out. You and I had a little bit of a disagreement. You said that, you know, he wasn't in good form. But he was at 60, low 60s. He was, in, he was under 70 pitches when they took him out. So all of a sudden, you're going to let Drew Smiley go 90 because he's a crafty veteran? Wait a minute. You just paid Tyone to be a big-time guy. And all of a sudden, you're going to pull him before 70 pitches? And then your point earlier, Madrigal, the guy who is on this team because he makes contact, why is he pinch running? Couldn't Master Boney be the pinch runner? And couldn't Madrigal have been the guy, and, right? I mean, that's right. just one right there. Like, And again, we can sit here and say, and I, I mean, I love the metric, Crowley. I laughed. I saw it on Twitter as well. You know, that that, that the speed off the bat of Master Boney, 60-whatever, low 60% of the time, it goes for a hit. Well, guess what? It didn't go for a hit that night. Okay, and I don't think anybody would have said, "Oh my gosh, why would you not have Master Boney hit instead of 
instead of Nikki, right? I, I just don't, Ma Magical, I don't understand. That's another part of it that I didn't understand. Why would you have Nick Magical run instead of Master, have, have Master Boney run and have Magical hit? But I'm I, sure I there was a book, I'm sure there was a book that, you know, Master Boney was going to have a better shot at getting a hit than Magical was because of some book. Some Master Boney's left, a lefty though, right? Left-handed hitter? Right, yep. Yep. And so I think that's, that's it really that's kind of came down to that. But, but to me, right. When you, again, going back to that seventh inning, when you got two guys on and you need somebody you're and you're David Ross and you're th saying bunt, you, he said, I put it on, I put it on. So if you wanted to bunt, first of all, I mean, Nick magical is way smaller than Patrick wisdom. You give him a harder target to even try to hit in who knows he might even walked. I, I just thought that that was a huge mistake. And rather than David Ross giving some long, Mealy mouth answer. Just say I screwed up. That that's as simple as it goes because that's what happened. Um, it was what probably we did... it was probably Ross's worst game, definitely this year. But the worst game I can remember wasn't oh. a good one. Uh, the Cubs off offense did break out like we hope, scoring six runs on twelve hits. Dansby Swanson three for five. Right, Eric Hosmer went three for five with his first two RBIs, and Cody Bellinger with his first home run for the Cubs. Overton was just as bad as Smiley going four innings, giving up eight hits, five runs, one walk, and five Ks. Kevin Newman, hello, Newman, legendary Cubs killer, <laughs> used to be with the Pirates. He went one for four with two RBIs and made some nice plays at shortstop. Jason Vossler was one for three, but that three was the big three-run home run to give the Reds the win, and he makes the game-ending catch. Well, Crawley, that was one that uh, I think the Cubs could have had, and um, that leads us into the game from last night, and it was kind of a, as early as we are in the season, it kind of made it a uh, must-win statement game as far as I was concerned. It sure felt like it. You had Hayden Wesniski versus Luis Sesa, and once again, the Cubs come out swinging. Uh, Horner with a leadoff single. Swanson crushed one that was caught against the wall. A nice play by DJ TJ Frendel, but that looked like it was going to be extra bases. Ian Happ singles. Cody Bellinger singles to load the bases. Mancini hits a rope that was caught by Will Myers, who threw home. Nico just under the tag. Just some great base running by that guy. Cubs up one nothing. Dustin, when I watched that slide, I was like, yes, we actually have a leadoff hitter. I'm I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh, he's he's been great in that spot so far this year. Could Hayden do something that neither Tyone or Smiley could do in the last couple of starts and pitch a shutdown inning after the offense scored? The answer, sadly, was no. no. Jonathan India doubles to lead off the game. TJ Friedel was thrown out by Patrick Wisdom on a bunt attempt that moved him to third, so that, that was good. And then Jake Fraley singled to tie the game. The Reds took a lead on a TJ Friedel solo home run in the third, and then Bossler crushed one in the fourth, and the Cubs were down three to one. And I'm just telling you, Dustin, that whole game was nothing but frustrating because the Cubs were hitting the ball all over the place, hard as hell. And it just, they just weren't falling, man. And the Babip, right. Babip gods were not in their favors. There was one play where their left, I think it was a right fielder, like climbed the wall like Spider Man and made a play that was on a ball that was going to be foul. It was just unbelievable how the Cubs just could not catch a break. Yeah, they weren't not catching any breaks early. I was, again, you were watching it live, I was following it on my phone. And, uh, yeah, things just were not going our way in the beginning of that game. But Patrick Wisdom came up with in the six with one out and hit a double. Eric Hosmer, who loves, just like Ian Happ, loves hitting in Cincinnati, he singled, and the Cubs cut the lead to three to two. And then the offense really blew up in the seventh inning. Hosmer leads off with a double. Swanson walks. Happ doubles. Bellinger walks. Mancini singled. Wisdom singled. Hosmer reached on an error. 
Gomes grounded into a double play. Well, great. Thanks for that. Even Miles Mastrobuani, your favorite. He singled and drove in a run. But when the dust settled, the Cubs scored six runs and had taken an eight to three lead. The Cubs would add three more in the eighth and one in the ninth. And the Cubs scored two in the bottom of the eighth as the Cubs take, took game two, 12 to five. Wesniski, I know you were pumped up, did not have the start we were looking for. He went 4.2 innings, giving up six hits, three runs, two walks, four Ks, two home runs. But hey, they were solo home runs, man. You know what they always say is that if you're going to give up some runs, make them, you know, some home runs, make them of the solo variety. The bullpen of Rucker, Alzelay, Boxberger, and Merriweather looked solid. Alzelay went 2.2. He looked really good. He gave up two hits and two runs, but it was a two-run home run by Stuart Fairchild. But he struck out five and 2.2. He gets the win, but I thought he looked really good again. Yep, absolutely. He looked uh, he looked good. You know, my biggest problem with uh, with my guy Hayden was the was the two the number two the two walks two home runs. As you pointed out, they were they were solo home runs. Uh, he's he's a confident guy though, and uh, I have faith that he'll be good again uh, the next time out. I think that's what people get frustrated with is that it's early on and, and everything kind of feels magnified. These these are guys, these are young players, and they're gonna they're gonna have their ups and they're gonna have his downs. And that, and and I think that Hayden has the right mental makeup in my opinion when i heard some of the post game stuff and him talking you know he was you know disappointed in his outing but he was happy the team won said all the right things i'm 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 you know definitely like i said it, it's it's early i know people are freaking out and we got to put this guy up and this guy down let's just kind of just let this thing breathe a little bit you know what i mean it's i, I don't think I, I think it's very very early to kind of freak out as much as i think people have been freaking out all right, then today's game, Crowley, we were supposed to see Marcus Stroman get the ball. It was going to be an 11-30 first pitch out at the Great American Ballpark, but uh, weather and a uh, tornado watch get in the way. The game's going to be made up in September, uh, a day-night doubleheader out there in Cincinnati. So uh, the, put, the pitching staff, everybody gets moved back a little bit, and uh, the Cubs get Thursday off. Friday, they're going to take on the Rangers, and uh, Stroman's going to get to throw in front of the uh, home crowd once again. Yeah, it's frustrating though because you know I think Cincinnati is a very beatable team, and you need these you need these wins as much as you can stack them in the first half of the season. I'm less worried about the second half. So, to me, I was really frustrated they couldn't get it in. Yeah, but I'm glad they didn't sit there all damn day, right? Like they got the day off tomorrow. Like if you're gonna get, like if if it's not gonna happen, don't sit there until four or five o'clock and get that thing started. Get back to Wrigley at midnight or one a.m. and it really wrecks the day off for the team. Yeah, it is what it is. But like I said, hopefully, uh, hopefully the offense continues the way it's been going.